All right, welcome to a brand new episode of the What Did I Just Listen To podcast, folks. How you what, doing? What is up, dopesters? I'm Gibson. I'm Eric. And this is the What Did I Just Listen To podcast with Gibson and Eric. I said that already. Dude, sometimes you just got to say it a couple times because it feels good. Yeah. Um, you can check us out on the Instagrams at uh, what did I just listen to underscores instead of spaces at the the Twitters WDIJL2 on the Facebook what did I just listen to and you can email us directly if you like that's what did I just listen to the number two at gmail.com and all of that is going to go for people that are watching on you on YouTube directly over my head and you can uh, text me directly if you like at 927-355-8821 he will respond his name is Eric yes all right. So, good buddy, I think you have a very special drink of the week for us today. I do have a special drink of the week. This is a follow-up to our drink of the week that you did not see, or even hear, because we ran into some severe technical difficulties our last episode. We are still learning and experimenting with multiple microphones. Growing pains. Growing pains. But we are getting better all the time. It's true. Anywho, we'll come back around to that whiskey. Uh, but we're going to just keep moving forward with some new ones anyways. These are, for those of you who don't know, because we talked about it in the last episode that didn't end up coming up, these are, I went to Ireland with true. Uh, Cameron with a K um, so that I could scope out some whiskeys for uh, our Drink of the Week segment. I ended up picking up four. Official business. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, uh, I basically just wanted to be able to deduct my vacation. Yeah, you know, is what it is. Who doesn't like a nice pay-for vacation? Anywho, so I picked up a bunch of Irish whiskeys in the Dublin, uh, greater Dublin area. The whiskey that I will be talking about tonight is the winner of the International Whiskey Awards. They won the award for best single malt Irish whiskey in the world. Wow. I'm excited to try this. I haven't tried it yet at all. Specifically that category, best single malt Irish whiskey. So I don't like to try the drink of the week typically until we actually get to it. So I'm Let me me get some, some preface here. Um, so this is a single malt whiskey, which means its primary uh, ingredient is malted barley okay. uh, for the mash. Um, it's aged, uh, if I'm correct, uh, Patrick, look this up. It's called it's called uh, Teeling Single Malt. You can see it right look here on the, the main camera. Look up the Teeling's Irish Distillery Single Malt. You pull it over here to my little camera for a little close-up. Yeah, I'll get the bottle right here. It's also, uh, full disclosure, one of the most expensive bottles of whiskey that I've ever purchased. And we're about to see if it's worth it. I'll be honest, I don't care for it, but I had to, I had to buy it because it won a bunch of awards. Um, there were like three other whiskeys there that I liked better, but they're super expensive. It's for the trophy. So what do you need to know about it? Uh, I just need you there for some fact-checking for yeah, me. Um, it, I was told when I went for the tasting, if my facts are correct, I don't remember off the top of my head. So it's uh, aged for nine years in a bourbon barrel. That's impressive. And then aged separately for three years in five different types of wine barrels. That is 12 whole years. And then those five are blend all blended back together into one whiskey. I'm already impressed. So, hold on. So, so uh, can you... They should have a list of the, the five wines. It's like port, sherry, white something, red something, port. and one other thing. Uh, it's port, sherry, uh, Madeira. I don't know. Port, Madeira. sherry, Madeira. Uh, white Burgundy. White Cabernet, Burgundy and Cabernet. Uh, uh, Cabernet uh, Sauvignon. I don't know. Ca- Sauvignon. Yeah. Sauvignon. Um, he's only 18, folks. He hasn't gotten into this world yet. He will learn. So yeah, so it's, it's work, so it's a, it's total of 12 year uh, 12 year old whiskey, aged nine years bourbon, and then separately for three years in five different types of wine casks. I'm impressed. So it's got a ton of going of shit going on flavor wise, like to the point where each time you sip it, it tastes different. Well, I'm I'm curious to see what the back end is. I don't know a whole lot, but I do know... It's a bit smoky on the front end, if I recall correctly. A it's good... Been, it's, so this will be the first time I've had this since I was in Ireland. Okay. Well, I know you can have a phenomenal whiskey, but if it's got a... Or any liquor, and it's got a bad back end, and you're not going to want anything to do with it. So I'm curious to see what that flavor is. So make sure you get a nice scent of it, mouth open, slightly. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, smells like whiskey. <laughs> so, what? It says the nose... I've got a kind of a vanilla scent coming well, through but here's the other thing is that it's different for every person because there's so many flavors okay. so whatever your palate picks up more more strongly is what you're going to smell i'm getting a little vanilla too actually there's a lot of vanilla in here yeah all right all right so let's, let's go in for a first sip make sure you just roll it around your tongue a little bit there's a lot of 
flavors going on. Dry there is a lot going on in that. Citrus, mm-hmm. let's see, spices. Definitely citrus. It's extreme. It's way way smoother than I remember. You know, it's got a it's got a little bit of a wine back end on it. Yeah. Which I'm a I'm a. You know big what this reminds of me of? This reminds me of a really good brandy, like a really strong brandy. Yeah, and I, I love agree. brandy. I'm a big wine guy. I love wine and cheese pairing. Gonna, That's kind of that was my hobby back in school. Fun a little that, bit so of ice to this because it's got a little bit more bite than I care for. But that's good. It's got a slight burn. It's not too bad. Wow, that is that is a strong... I'm getting a very fruity back end. Almost mm-hmm. like I sipped a very strong wine. Or or like a brandy. Yeah, that's good. That's a very dry brandy. You know, brandy. I'm impressed. I can yeah. see why this won awards. This is very good. This is something that I would say There's to impress people. There's a lot going people. on. Oh, that's really good with a little bit of water in it. In my opinion, I would decant this and I would save this to impress people. Oh, wait, because this is very interesting. It's very expensive as well. So, <laughs> so you're gonna want to decant, and that that's brings why I us kept the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings it to us, Eric. You like to decant? Um, I don't like to. De- well, you can't really decant alcohol with uh, liquor. Mm. You can decant wines because it uh, the way it oxidizes. Um, the only reason people put liquor in decanters is because it looks nice. The nice look. That's yeah. why I like to do it. Yeah. I, I'm a big collector, folks, if you haven't picked up on this by now. And we're going to touch on this a little bit in pickups, but I really like the look of a nice set of decanters on a shelf. The only yeah, the only thing that you can do as far as packaging, uh, like a whiskey or something like that, to make it different is if you flash uh, age it. Okay. If you put it in a really small oak barrel. That's what I was going to talk about, actually. There's this company that sells... There's a bunch. But there's one in particular. I met the guy that... that I don't know if he owns it or if he just works for it. It's yeah, called, we were at the farmer's market. That's right. You were right? there at yeah. the bacon festival. It was. Uh, it's called Art of Sin. And they claim you can take a bottom shelf vodka or any kind of liquor, really, put it in there, and after a month, it's the equivalent of a, of a top shelf. I haven't tried it, but I want to give them a shot. And at the very least, the barrels look really cool. Yeah. We're not sponsored by them in any way, shape, or form. We don't own any of their products, but it's on my short list because I believe you can get one for about $60. It's neat. It's a small oak barrel. It's burnt on the inside. And what's cool is they will custom wood burn anything you want on the front. So mine's going to say, yay, daddy got his juice. Yeah. Shout out to Eric Andre show. True fans watch the Eric Andre show. That's right. But anyway, yeah, I think that would be, this would be, I almost, I don't think I'd want to put this in one of those barrels. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want to ruin it. It's already a 12 year old whiskey. And what's cool about those barrels too, actually, is they, they buy the old barrels uh, from different kinds of liquor and they age cigars in them. And you can buy these fancy bourbon whiskey, uh, rye cigars. From Age of Sin, and they're aged in there. If you've ever had a Maker's Mark cigar, I'm assuming it'd be pretty similar. Maker's Mark cigars are pretty damn good. Well, they had one, uh, I have a bunch of. From Stallone, uh, fuck, uh, the, uh, Did you just say fuck on our podcast? How fucking dare you? Okay. <laughs> it was the. Uh, now, now I'm drawing the blanks, but it's one of the bigger cigar. Uh, whatever. Either way, they they have ones that paired with wine and whiskey. Well, right. Like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I have a bunch of rum cigars. Those are my guest cigars that I keep in my house there because they're complete shit. <laughs> I at least for me, I, there, I'm sure there's no, people that like them. I like some cigars that are aged in barrels, but typically I'm not a snob. I don't need that kind of. Fa- I like a good cigar that is what it is. Like I, I like a nice Romeo and Julieta. I don't need that shit to be all fancy aged. It's just excessive. And honestly, if you're not a big time cigar connoisseur, you're not gonna know the damn differences. You know, it's a cigar is a cigar for a lot of people. So that's that's just where I sit. We should do that sometime. We should smoke cigars one time while we uh, while we record as like a separate kind of thing, and just like talk about cigars and whiskey pairings and shit. That'd be a lot of fun. Cool to smoke cigars down here. No, we would have to record somewhere else. We'll, we'll figure it out. We tried an outside podcast once. It didn't, didn't work, work too well. Maybe if we just did a YouTube video. Hit us up on any of our social media or at what did I just listen to, the number two at gmail.com. Uh, Patrick's going to put it back above my head again. And in the description. Patrick's going to put it back above my head again. And uh, let us know if you'd like to watch a video or videos of us smoking cigars, hanging out maybe at a fire, and we're just talking about it. We'll call it know. shooting the shit. Yeah, shooting the shit with the boys. It's already what we do, but we'll do it outside. Yeah, that's more or less what this podcast was designed to be. Mm-hmm. Me and Eric have been having ridiculous conversations for our entire friendship. And we said, you know what? Why don't we record them? Because you know what? Lots of other people would love to listen to these podcasts. Tens of them. Listen to us shoot the shit. And then I thought to myself, wait a second. If people really wanted to listen to us shoot the shit, we'd have more friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Let's talk about this real quick because yeah. we're, we're getting off on this little tangent. Let's talk about this real quick. I remember 
back in the day when me and Eric first became friends was at the latter half of our senior year of high school. It was like right before Christmas break. Yeah, exactly. And we got pretty close pretty quick because we found out we got a lot in common, right? As much as we don't, we have a lot in common as well. Well, we got kind of close junior year when we took that creative writing class That's together. Right. But you were only cool to me when it was just the two of us hanging out. Because I wasn't really cool to anybody. Yeah. So it's not personal. Okay, but then Eric helped me get a job at the National Harbor, and we were dock hands, and we used to. Well, that joke. was after we started hanging out regularly. Oh yeah, because uh, I went to we went to that concert with you because uh, another mutual friend of ours invited us. We went to an Attack Attack invited concert. Me. It was Attack Attack. Chunk uh, no the Captain Ghost Chunk. inside Chunk no Captain Chunk and Sleeping with the Sirens was supposed concert. to be there. It was terrible. Sleeping with Sirens was my favorite band at the time, and they didn't show up. I was very upset. But it was called it. It was called a Taste of uh, Warp Tour. And so we went, we became close friends, and Eric helped me get a job at the National Harbor. We were dock hands. Mm-hmm. And it was then that we started joking about, like, man, what if we made, like, a YouTube sitcom of this? The nonsense. Because we were just shooting we the shit. Because yeah. it was literally us just hanging out, bored out of our minds, coming up with shit to keep us occupied. And it was kind of funny. Then, about, I don't know, we went through four years of college. I moved away to Roanoke. And then while I'm in Roanoke, him and I both simultaneously thought, man, I want to do a podcast. We came together, started talking about it, and that's where it started. So it all kind of started back when we were like 18 years old. Yeah. You think about it, it took us like five years to do it. All right, are you ready to jump into pickups? What? That was not a smooth transition. Oh, Jesus. It was, it was a pause. Goodness gracious. Anyway, that's where might, it started. Might as well now. Jesus. Yeah, let's God. get into pickups. All, all right. right. So, Eric, do you have any pickups this week? So, okay, we're going to do pickups. If you're a new listener, new watcher, this is where we talk about our different hunting. So Eric and I do Goodwill hunting every Saturday. We go out, we look for furniture pieces for my man cave so I can, mostly shelves so I can display the different games I get. We look for great deals on video games, great deals on consoles, great deals on art prints, great deals on sneakers, all that kind of stuff. Um, So let's, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All Um, right, cool. So we went last weekend, um... I didn't get anything. Actually, no, that's not true. Yeah, it, What the hell happened to those two glasses I bought? They're probably still in your car. What did happen to those? They're probably still in your car. They're awesome. Yeah, Eric found two mason jars that are in shape of skulls. Yeah. Our best friend glasses. Yeah, I got those for a dollar. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They go well with our best friend decanters. Yep. Which you haven't filled yours yet. No, Which I need to get upsetting. some old Forrester. Yeah, just get the regular plain old Forrester because yeah. that's why I put in mine. So Eric got me the Kingsman or the Statesman official like movie franchise license whatever bottle uh, of states of old Forrester, and I had his. It's good. I'm a huge Kingsman fan. It's one of my the original Kingsman is one of my favorite movies of all time. I watched it three times in two days when I first saw it. So I don't want to open it because I'm that kind of guy. Like I want to keep it perfect mm-hmm. and save it for like a really special time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had Eric's, it's good. He's got um, Old Forester, just the regular Old Forester, and his best friend Decanter. So I got to do. The I same also thing. have Old Forester's 1914 uh, edition. Old Forester's good. No, what is it? Not. 1924, something like that. It's their their prohibition. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, it's, it's, nice. It's, they, it's the same style that they made during prohibition. Old Forest are some good shit. It's not. They're one of the only distilleries that was allowed to stay open during uh, prohibition because they made it for medicinal. That's what purposes. I was going to ask if they're medicinal. Yeah. So probably my favorite thing that we got. I don't have it down here with me right now. It is an art print. Oh my god, I was the one that spotted this. You Eric would have almost walked by it completely. It is the original Disney princesses made real sexy. Yeah. And it's the, like it's like they're all pinup girls in one thing. I will be posting a picture this uh this weekend, so the picture is going to come out before the podcast does. Check out our Instagram, what did I just listen to? underscores instead of spaces, and you can see it is pretty righteous. The joke was we're going to hang it up somewhere. Because my fiance was uh, was out for the weekend. She was in Richmond with friends for the weekend. So I was going to hang it up, see how long it took her to find it. Are you ready to see how long it took? How long? It was on the wall for 20 minutes after she got home. It is now in my closet. <laughs> I thought she threw it away. Found it today, a week later. So that was really cool. Check it out on Instagram. It's pretty, pretty righteous, you know. Um, I got some pretty awesome pickups over the last a two lot, weeks. A lot, actually. Yeah, so first we're going to start. It's the first console I've gotten in a while. It barely counts. I actually just bought it off of Eric. It is yeah. the new new 2DS XL. You can see it on the camera right here next to me. you got to open it up. Uh, I'm playing Pokemon Moon right now. I haven't played a Pokemon since, like, white and black version. It's pretty fun. Um, I love the Game Boys. And I'll tell you, I love the Switch because it's portable. I took this and my Switch. I went to Texas for work. 
I took both of them with me, and I only played the Game Boy. I still call them Game Boys. I don't care what you say. I'm going to keep calling it a Game Boy. I only played the Game Boy the whole time. Played a lot of Pokemon. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So with that, I've got the case. Here it is, Pokemon Moon. I also got uh, the new Super Mario Brothers 2 off of Eric. Just paid him for both of those. Um, other pickups. So Eric and his fiance Kinsey went out to thrift stores. They do their My own thrift fiance. Shopping. I mean, not Eric. Jeez, not straight Patrick. I'm I single apologize. as fuck. He's single as fuck. He's single and ready to dangle. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Single touches dingle. So um, Patrick now <laughs> texts me whenever he's out at, at thrift stores and. Sends me pictures of games, anything I want. And I collect pretty much anything. One console I will always buy a game for, I don't care what it is, is the PSP. Because it's kind of hard to find games. So even if it's a sports title, I'm probably going to pick it up. So I got two of these games. I got Madden 06, which I also have on the PS2. And I got Midnight Club 3, the dub edition. So these, I have not... Patrick? Yeah, what's up? Did you check inside these boxes before you bought them? They. So, let me let me share a little they tip. They said they did. Let me share a tip with all of our listeners and watchers out there. You go to thrift stores, you find see. some great deals. Hang I'm on. trying to grab your dick. Hang, hang on real quick. I gotta, I'll got. i say. When you go out to these thrift stores, first you want to open up the box. Look at what's inside. A lot of the times, the games aren't even in there. And I'll talk about this at a Goodwill we went to. The games weren't in there. You had to ask for them. Second off, you want to take out the game and look at the back for scratches. The best way to do this, certain games deteriorate depending on the system you're, you're looking at. So we'll use PS2 as an example. Hold it up to the light. There might not be any scratches. If you hold it up to a light and there's holes, so there's light shining through the holes, don't buy it. The game's not going to work. And you can't fix that with a, with a scratch resurfacer. If it's scratched, you can use a resurfacer a lot of the time and it'll work pretty good. So in this case for Midnight Club 3, the dub edition, is SOCOM US Navy SEALs Fireteam Bravo 2. Not complaining because that game sounds pretty cool as well, but I really wanted Midnight Club. So Patrick, you learned a valuable lesson this time. No, you got to You got to check. That's why I always ask if the game's in the box. So let's see what else Patrick picked up for me, just to make sure that everything else is supposed to be in there. A copy of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Already own it, but this is a good one. If you can get it for a good price, you should always pick it up because it resells pretty well. Star Wars The Clone Wars. Another great one. I collect anything Star Wars. Tony Hawk's Underground 2. These are pretty much the only sports games on any console I'm going to pick up at any oh, given time. Oh, shit. That next one's one of my favorites. Here we go. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. The GameCube version of that, I would fuck up. I would love the GameCube version. And now we're going to move on to what I picked up myself. So I got a copy of Splashdown. It's not worth much, but these games are just a lot of fun. Especially if you're hanging out with a group of friends, you get these kinds of like jet ski racer games or simple racer games. They're a ton of fun. They're not hard. Here's another one. I got Outlaw Golf, Nine More Holes of Christmas. It's a blockbuster exclusive. Not worth dick. Wait, Outlaw Golf? What does that even mean? Outlaw Golf. It's like um, it's like NBA Street. It's that same kind of concept. Just ridiculous. So. That's stupid. It's not worth anything. Goddamn blockbuster. But it's kind of cool. Here's a good one for this month. It's Brunswick Pro Bowling. This Sunday is the big day for our challenge. This Sunday is the big day. Keep keep your eyes open on uh, social media. So here's my favorite find out of all of them, all of the games this time around, because it's not even in. I use GameEye to log all my games. It's not even in there. UFC Sudden Impact on the PS2. Looks like a raging piece of shit. There's 35 real UFC fighters. Crazy number, right? Whoa. So pretty stuck about that. They put Phil Baroni Whoa. on the cover. So that dates it a little bit. So yeah. We're going to play the fuck out of that, though. Hell uh, yeah, brother. after this podcast. Yes, we are. So those are my game pickups for the week. We're going Goodwill hunting tomorrow. See what else we get. Hopefully it's better. Yeah, last week was kind of weak. Although you got a lot of shit. I did get a lot of... I always get a lot of shit, but... Oh, you didn't talk about any of your VHSs. No, dude, I got too many VHS. I got I got a bunch of Rocky movies. I got Titanic. I got Apocalypse Now. The Sting. I got... Oh, I completed my collection of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Mm. So that's pretty cool. I got Tum'd. one and two. Tumt. Tumt. See, a lot of VHSs. But my VHS player doesn't work. So... So he needs combo. one of thems. Yeah, I do. I want to get a VCR DVD combo. If you want to hook me up, hit me up on email. What did I just listen to? 
the number two gmail.com or dm us dm us boy yeah slip right slide right into that dm slide in the dm so yeah that's, slide uh, right into that dm that's my pickups for the week yeah um all right next topic patrick what's up all right so we're gonna be looking at the mma john jones versus dana white all right not ver- not versus dana white and, and dana. yeah i know i was reading the article Take uh, it away, Eric. You heard about this. Let me know what you I was reading about read. this while I was at work today because I'm in training, and uh, training in my job apparently uh, is me sitting around for eight hours a day for a while. Apparently, I start training next week. Sounds about right. I got paid $25 an hour to sit around all week. Hell yeah, brother. Roger that. Dilly dilly. Anywho, so apparently uh, Dana White, sometime maybe yesterday or the day before, spoke to John Jones for the first time since UFC 214. Wow, uh, and John basically was talking about how he's he's re- he's really excited to come back. He's working real hard, uh, and you know all he wants to do is you know uh, put any mistakes and missteps uh, behind him. Didn't really touch on uh, the circumstances of the uh, doping or anything like that. Smart move for um, for well, you know whatever reasons, legal purposes, legal purposes. Yeah. Um, Dana White said, you know, he want he's he, he wants John Jones to come back, uh, and he hopes he does come back, and it's completely in Usada's hand at this uh, hands at this point. Which we'll see what happens with that because, unfortunately, uh, there is not a a big collection of evidence uh, that support that you know in John Jones' favor. Uh, all of the evidence is uh, pointing to for for this individual case is pointing right. to him uh, it being some sort of fluke having to do with tainted supplements. However, John Jones history uh is pointing is not is not in his favor. No. So how Usada chooses to deal with the situation um which for those of you who don't know who are just kind of loosely follow the UFC, Usada is the U- US Anti-Doping Association. So they are the ones that drug test all the fighters to make yep. sure everything's kosher. And let's point out as well, the UFC in no way, shape, or form had to use USADA. No. They made the conscious decision to implement USADA to legitimize the sport. Yes. So I respect them for doing that because they knew Dana White and the Fertitas, I believe it was still the Fertitas. The Fertitas. Fertitas. Fertitas? Tortillas? <laughs> Can you look at that, look that up? It's Fertitas. You're positive? I'm 100% positive. Because they talk. sound right. They say it all the time. Like Dana White talks about the Fertitta brothers. Can you can you double Go check ahead, that, look it please, up. Patrick? Right. Yeah. But they made the conscious choice, knowing that a lot of their stars were probably going to be in trouble. Case in point, um, oh, what's his yeah, name? F E R T I T A Fertitta brothers. UFC. Might be a D in there, but anyway, like Vitor Belfort was a prime example. Yeah, like that dude was hardcore doping, like a lot of guys were. So they brought it in to legitimize the sport, knowing that they were going to take a hit. But they've been taking some hard hits ever since I came in. It's like Brock Lesnar had to leave, man. Anybody that looks at Brock Lesnar and doesn't think he's on steroids is just ignorant. Well, Francis Ngannou hasn't popped for anything. Francis he's Ngannou? About, he's about uh, Brock's size. Francis Ngannou is built like an African god. Look at him, dude. He is a freak athlete, and I wish I was built like he him. He should be in the Black Panther sequel. Dude, oh my goodness. Even if he was just a bad guy with no lines, just, oh, he's a terrifying man. The How founders you, of the UFC. They're not the founders. The guys that bought the UFC off the founders and built it into an empire yeah. and sold it for like $4 billion. Yeah. The Fertitta brothers. Uh-huh. That's who they are. Thank you. Frank Joseph Fertitta uh, II and Lorenzo Fertitta. There you go, the Fertitta and brothers. Nico Fertitta, Tillman Fertitta. Are you looking it up right now, Eric? Yeah. The fact check. So they're the Fertitta brothers. That's all of them. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah, you're right. The, Fertitta, I know. the Fertitta brothers. The the Fajita brothers. <laughs> the Vegeta, Vegeta brothers? The Dorito, the, oh, the Dorito the, brothers, the Vagina brothers, Jesus, <laughs> right in the Vagina, <laughs> Tostito brothers, Vagina. Quesadilla brothers. You know something wild? So they were doing a, a Hall of Fame induction, and it was right after the sale. And apparently, this could be fake, but it was the guy that sold them the UFC that was building the UFC from from the ground zero, right? The original dude. Sold it to them for two million. Was about to get on the plane to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, and then read that it sold for several billion, and he did not get on the plane. That's that's the rumor. So check that out for us. Yeah, could you imagine? Well, okay, you could say that sucks for that guy, but at the same time, he was running it right into the ground. It didn't just overnight be, become worth billions of dollars. It was it was 
thank thankfully in part to the ultimate fighting the ultimate fighter tv show that saved the damn company yeah because they were in serious serious debt like they were about to cut their losses and and run and then ultimate fighter came out and saved the saved the entire company and then on top of that the forrest griffin fight and stefan bonner fight being broadcast live for free on tv brought it into the average household and saved the entire company so if it wasn't for them the company wouldn't be what it is today nice um Kind of circling back to uh, what's it? not not a whole lot of overall development, just kind of tit for tat social media type shit going on. Um, Conor McGregor was uh, tweeting out uh, how he was originally he was supposedly in talks to be the challenger for Max Holloway at uh, UFC 222. Oh. Dana White turned down the that fight, is what he's claiming. That's wouldn't an interesting wouldn't claim. give didn't didn't want to pay Conor the money. That he wanted for that matchup. Connor's probably asking for a disgusting amount of money. Yeah. An amount of money that doesn't make sense. I think the only way that it's going to make sense for Connor to fight again is if he gets a piece of the company. Honestly. Because, I, like, I agree. But because you got to think the amount of money that fights bring in compared to the overall profit of each of those fights. And then if Connor wants $30 million, I mean, how could they afford to give that to him? Yeah, you know. But if he owns a piece of the company, he get he get a piece of the the overall profit. Oh. So Frankie Edgar's manager uh, and coach called Conor McGregor a prostitute. Yeah, it was after that he tweeted that. Talk all the shit you want, man. The but dude the, is here's worth. the thing: they called him a prostitute, but they didn't deny that he was in talks. Exactly. Yeah, you can talk all the shit you want. The dude's smart. When you get punched in the face for a living. You got to realize you can only do it for so long. So you got to make as much money as possible in that short amount of time. And Connor figured. I don't it out. know why Connor would even want that fight though, because he's pr- really bulked up right now. Like I would, I couldn't imagine him wanting to make that weight. Fifty-five. No, he, what? No, that Mac, Max Holloway. He was going to go down to. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! I was. He was going to go down to featherweight. I don't think he could go to featherweight anymore. Yeah. Because just to get down to featherweight, he was killing himself. Like you look at the old weigh-ins, he was significantly yeah. smaller than he is now. Even fight day, he was significantly smaller. Connor's big now. Yeah. He's a he's. I don't want to say he's a big fifty-fiver because he's kind of short, but like he's pretty big, dude. He'd be a definitely a big forty-fiver. I don't know. I don't know if he physically could. If do they it gave him the money he wanted, he probably just wouldn't even have made weight. He'd be like four pounds over at weighing. Then it's not a title, though. They're I, not going to give him a title fight if he can't make weight. That's true. Because they just ran into that issue with Yoel Romero and um, and Luke Rockhold. That's why Yoel Romero is not an interim champ right now. He couldn't make weight, so they had to take it away. They just had to make it a super fight. I was heartbroken when Yoel Romero won. Really? I do not like Yoel Romero. I think he's a cheater. Well, there's really only the one fight that's conspicuous. No, there's 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 a few fights. There's a lot of fights. He pours water all over himself at the end, so then his team has to come in and towel him off. Then there's the fight with Tim Kennedy, where he wouldn't get up off the stool. Yeah, I'm just I'm not a fan. And plus, he keeps beating people that I like. I did not like when he beat uh, Chris Weidman because I'm a big Chris Weidman. I didn't like fan. when he beat Tim Kennedy. I, I, I love Tim Kennedy. How could you not love Tim Kennedy? He's an American damn hero. Yeah, he is a living GI Joe. And then. I don't know what to say that, so we're going to move on to the next topic. Yeah, let's move on. Um, Not a whole lot of UFC stuff. And then, hold on, one final UFC thing is uh, Floyd Mayweather's trainer, whose name escapes me, says that Floyd is taking the possibility of coming into the UFC extremely seriously. That's hilarious. Michael Bisbing said uh, that he believes that if he were to fight CM Punk that Floyd Mayweather would win. I think he could beat CM Punk, too, because CM Punk's shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not because okay. CM Punk's having to fight the best boxer of all time. But here's the thing: is like Conor McGregor is arguably the best U- uh, MMA fighter at the weight equivalent to Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. So he goes over to fight Floyd. It's arguably one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, fighting arguably one of the best boxers of all time. It makes sense if he's going to come over to the UFC. And he doesn't fight one of the best UFC fighters of all time. What does it matter? Yeah. James Tony fought. He's a boxer. He was a boxing champion. He wanted to come into the UFC. He was one of the best for his era, so they say. So they put him up against Randy Couture. That's Holly fair. Holly Holmes was a boxer before she put, came to the UFC. Put a great versus a great. It doesn't mean shit if you put him against a nobody. It'd be the same thing like if Conor McGregor came and fought some... I'm not going to say CM Punk is no name. He's a no-name MMA fighter. I've heard a lot of people say that as far as being a pro, uh, as a highly proficient striker, which is what Floyd is, it's re- it's not even about 
having to learn striking. It's just about having to develop the muscle memory that comes with kicking. At, after he gets that down, he's already got the timing and distance management for striking. But I don't think he even needs to worry about kicking. He needs to learn how to defend kicks. He needs to learn how to defend takedowns. And he needs to learn how to take kicks. But if it, that's defend. Yeah. If he can get proficient enough at defending takedowns and defending kicks, then he's and good. And managing the distance, that difference but in MMA. here's the thing. Not taking away from Floyd Mayweather. He's also old. He's 40 years old. Conor McGregor is 29. 29. Conor McGregor is bigger, stronger, and faster. Maybe he defends five takedowns. Maybe. But can he keep defending them for five rounds? Because that's going to be a main event fight. You And also in... Uh, Conor's, Conor's going to kick him in the head. You know, not to... The amount you get gassed grappling is completely different than get the amount you get gassed striking. Different muscles. Yeah. It's different muscles. You can take anybody, you can take a cardio beast, and you put them in a wrestling ring with somebody for three minutes, and they'll be more well, tired happened, than they've ever been in their well, life. what happened to uh, Francis Ngannou? It's just because you don't have the muscle memory for it. You don't have the muscle stamina for that, because it's different muscles. Yeah. You know, I am a wrestler. I haven't wrestled in a while, but I'll tell you right now, I loved going up against ripped up muscle guys, because they were strong, but they gassed. You know, I was never the big strong guy, but I could outlast, you know? So, I don't know. If he defends a couple takedowns, good on him. That's a win in his book, but could he keep defending them? And is Connor, if he were to fight Connor in the UFC, would he even try? Connor would kick his damn head off. Because you can only defend a kick with your forearm so many times before your forearm gives away. Same with a leg kick. I think this is going to be another thing that they drag on for a long time to try and build hype, same way that they did with the Maymac fight. Uh. Um, how, but and but I don't see Floyd ever actually fighting Connor. He's gonna end up fi- fighting a no. This, he's what's gonna happen is they're gonna try to build hype uh, around him fighting somebody like CM Punk or even somebody lesser than CM Punk. And what's gonna end up happening is they're they're not gonna. It's never gonna amalgamate into something that seems uh like a a practical application yeah. for real world it, as far as the numbers go. And I really want. So I don't think it's actually gonna happen. I really wanted to see the boxing match because in my heart of hearts, I thought Connor could win. As silly as that sounds, I don't know much about boxing. I still think he d- could win. I wanted to see it. I don't give a damn about the damn UFC fight because I don't want a legend. And I'll admit, Floyd Mayweather is a legend in the sport of boxing. I don't like seeing old legends go and get destroyed in things. It doesn't make me happy. I love Chuck Liddell. He's my like original favorite fighter. He's part of the reason I started watching the UFC. I don't want to see him come back because I know how his chin was at the end of his career. I don't want to see him come back and get destroyed. You know, I don't want to see Dan Henderson fight anymore. Like, I don't want to see these legends come back and, and get their, their fucking asses kicked and get screwed up for the rest of their lives. And Floyd Mayweather's the same way. I don't want to see him come in and get his damn head kicked off. Just going to ruin his legacy. I don't like that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's not fun for me, and I don't think that's He's fun for a lot of people. arguably the greatest boxer of all time. You shouldn't want to tarnish his legacy for some exactly. big gimmick fight. Because I don't even like Floyd Mayweather that much. Yeah. I don't like his bullshit. I like his business mind, but I don't like his bullshit, right? The nonsense. Anyway, I just I don't I don't like seeing people get hurt. I don't watch UFC or MMA to watch people get hurt. You know what I mean? I don't want to see somebody get fucked up for the rest of their life, especially when they have kids. I don't and like watching that. for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Uh, and we talked about UFC a little too long. Yeah, Next plenty. topic, Patrick. What's right, up? We're going to be talking about movies. Aquaman and Black Panther. Okay. Roger that. Uh, Let's start with Aquaman. All right. So, uh, Warner Brothers apparently did a private uh, test screening with some media people uh, and comic book fans and some randos uh, of Aquaman. Uh, it's not even in finished production yet, so they're still... It's like some CGI things that are missing and stuff like that. So it was pretty raw what they what they were watching, and apparently overall responses was extremely positive. That's interesting. Um, and it, like uh, James Wan's the director, uh, and now that Warner Brothers is is no, they, Warner Brothers based off of the sort of bad publicity that they've been getting of just kind of not putting out some uh, putting out some not so great movies uh, thanks to Zack Snyder and then follow up with J- Joss Whedon. Patty Jenkins, the only person that's made a decent uh, uh, D- DC film so far with, with Wonder Woman. One of the best movies. Warner Brothers, but they're still, they they know that there's money in that franchise if they can get it right. They haven't quite nailed the formula yet. So, but that's the thing that people are saying with Aquaman, they're fig- they've, they, they, they've cracked it. Okay. Because they said it's, uh, it's on par with Wonder Woman quality wise. I'm going to really try to go into Aquaman objectively. Right. But I'm 
I'll be honest, I was not at all impressed with Jason Momoa's Aquaman in the Justice League movie. That I think has I more thought, to do with the the writing of the film than but the character. Even I think. the way that he he spoke his lines, I just was not impressed with his acting. I, don't I liked you, him. I just as, don't think you like Jason Momoa. I liked him as Cal Drogo. That's different because he wasn't talking. And I also did he just not stood there and looked pretty. I didn't. I didn't hate the newest Conan the Barbarian movie, but I didn't like it that much either. I thought it was an average movie, but I didn't hate it. I just was not impressed. Really, have with... you watched Fr- uh, Frontier on Netflix? Yeah, I wasn't impressed. There you go. I'm not. You a... just don't like Jason Momoa then? I yeah. I guess I'm just not a. I'm not a fan of his acting. Yeah. You know. Well, apparently the movie was good. They said tonally it was a mix between Wonder Woman and Black Panther. Okay. Well. And that Let's, segues us into next topic, which is we both saw Black Panther and that's opening weekend. Another, it was really difficult, but we did it. We went at nine o'clock in the morning. And it's funny you say it's somewhere around Wonder Woman and Black Panther because I was not a big fan of Black Panther tonally. Yeah, it was. It was. It was obviously structurally it'll be different. Did I think Black Panther was a bad movie? No, go see it. If you like Marvel, there's no go such see thing it. as a bad Marvel no. movie. If you like Marvel, go see it. If you like a lot of the same thing, I don't. I read articles online saying Black Panther was the first Marvel masterpiece, which that's part of the reason I think I I wasn't very happy with it, because I don't like the kind of press it's getting. Is it a masterpiece? No. Is it a fun movie? Yes. Is it really similar to every other Marvel movie? I think it is. It's the same formula. He A superhero is fighting a version of himself. But I think this one is even more so because... Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And you could probably see it in the previews. It's literally Black Panther fighting Black Panther. Yeah. It's old Black Panther, which is uh, Chadwick Boseman fighting current new Black Panther, which is uh, Michael B. Jordan, to see who's actually Black Panther. Yeah. So it literally follows the same Marvel formula. So to say it's a Marvel masterpiece, I think is a mistake, but it's a good movie. It's a great movie, I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So... I uh, will agree with you on those things. It's it's very similar to the other Marvel movies, structurally and tonally. Yeah. Um, obviously, as far as the overall substance, there's a lot more there uh, for a bunch of different reasons, obviously. Yep. Um, and, well, uh, but there's a lot of things to like about it. For one, I thought all the acting was great across yes. the board. Agreed. I don't think there was a single bad performance. And you, a lot of the times, I'm there's a lot of things that I'm un- unimpressed. Yep. I wasn't imp- impressed with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and no. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was a beautiful movie as far as cinematography yeah. goes, but it was not a... Fu- I didn't like it. Um, but seriously, I think every single actor knocked it out of the park. That yes. was like from Chadwick Boseman... To, I don't even know the actor who plays it played his dad. Michael B. Jordan is great in fucking One everything. One of my favorite Michael B. Jordan movies. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, I think is how you pronounce her name. She was great. Was that um, the same actress that plays in Walking Dead? No, she plays the voice of Maz Kanata in the Star Wars new Star uh, Wars movies. Okay, okay. If okay. I remember correctly, which what is the the actress from that plays Michonne in Walking Dead? I don't know plays, her name off the top. Of my she's head. the general of the guard, the like what, the royal guard. She was great. Yeah. His sister was my favorite character in the movie. Andy Serkis was fucking amazing. Which one was Andy Serkis? He plays uh uh fucking Von Claw. Whatever oh his yeah, name yeah, is. he was good. It's fucking Danny, Gollum. Uh, is Danny Guerrero? Is uh, who plays Michonne? Michonne? Yeah. yeah, she was great. Like, like not not a bad performance, and usually there's was great. usually there's at least one. Yeah, oh, her, she was she was hilarious. She was the comic relief in that movie. Yeah, and she was great. She was but hilarious. here's the thing, like. I, I enjoyed it be, for what it was. I don't like the specific hype that it's getting because I think people are trying to make it out to be more than it is. It is a Marvel superhero movie. It ties in very well. It's a very fun movie. If you like Marvel, there's no reason not to see it because it's a great movie and Chadwick Boseman is phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. But don't go in there expecting it to be some cinem- cinematography masterpiece gonna blow your mind. It's not. <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of fun watching it you'll probably watch it again just like all the other ones yeah but no it's definitely a good movie I think they touched on a lot of topics tastefully um there it, it was good I liked it I thought um oh what's his name he plays the uh like the shaman dude for uh With Forrest the, Whitaker yeah Forrest Whitaker was great in that movie he's I, great in everything he's I, Forrest Whitaker I love Forrest Whitaker no it's a good movie definitely if you're a Marvel fan go see it but actually, the only performance that I thought was a little bit flat was Martin Sheen's performance. 
He was the CIA agent. Martin, you're getting names mixed up. Martin Sheen. Martin played, Freeman. Yeah. Martin Freeman. So me. that is my biggest complaint with the movie. Mm-hmm. It's tie into the universe was weak. Yeah. So most movies, most of the Marvel movies have like significant tie-ins. Mm-hmm. So I'll just use Ant-Man as an example. Ant-Man kind of flew under the radar because it's, it's kind of different, but not really because he's still fighting a version of himself, but it had the Falcon, right? So that was a pretty significant tie-in. Their only real tie-in with the, the heroes is a CIA agent that's honestly kind of forgettable. Yeah. I forgot about him until this movie. And I think it's a missed opportunity because this movie is set one week after Civil War. So you know Captain America, or Nomad now, and the Winter Soldier are hiding out in Wakanda. Or at least that's what we're, we are led to believe. And there was almost no mention of them throughout the movie, except when, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for the next two minutes, when the CIA agent is fucked up and they take him back to Wakanda to heal him, and his sister goes, great, another white man we have to fix, or another white boy we have to fix. It's very funny. You know, it, and that's direct reference to Sebastian Stan's The Winter Soldier, but you don't see them at all. Sorry, I'm... I just thought of something, but it's, it's not off topic. No, it's fine. And I know before you get on me, fans, I know the Winter Soldier's in a hypersleep till they can figure out what's wrong with him because they don't want him snapping again and getting triggered by his words and going back into, like, Russian mercenary mode, right? Mm-hmm. But they could have at least either showed him or, even better, when Killmonger takes over, spoiler alert, they could have done something where he tries to, like, kill the dude because he tries to do away with all of Wakanda's shit. You know what I... We, when you just said that, it just kind of struck me because you know how most comic book characters are supposed to be like a sort of a uh, uh, a very like uh, hyper realized or um, sort of more playful or different tonally yeah. um, sort of representation of like a serious issue yeah um, do you think the whole thing with Winter Soldier that they were trying to do is supposed to be like PTSD absolutely how he's triggered like that it, it very well could be yeah that would make a lot of sense actually I never thought of it that way yeah I'm just I'm I'm disappointed that neither of them were included. Considering how soon Infinity Wars is coming out, they could have made some kind of reference to Nomad. Why well, we didn't we never saw the second uh end credit scene. Apparently it's better than the first one because we'll, we wanted to we'll check leave. out the second end credit scene, but it should have been in the That's damn bad movie. on us. We're we're big comic book fans, but we were just so tired because we woke up early that we wanted to get out of there. But also the end credit scenes are just supposed to be teasers for movies to come. Some of them are huge though. But it Which, should've... you know, credit to Justice League, you know, not a great movie. By far the best end credit scene I've ever seen in a movie. Hands down. But even still, if it's just in the end credit scene, I'm not happy. There should be some legitimate tie-in. They didn't really make an effort to make it feel like a part of So the I universe. was reading a little bit about somebody who was uh, talking about that very thing. And what they theorized was, is that was DC, or excuse me, Marvel, trying to copy DC's formula that they got with Wonder Woman. Which is just make a standalone uh... film. Because Wonder Woman was a huge hit. I get it, but... Those are the two biggest uh, superhero hits of the the year. Or Wonder Woman was last year. I think that's a stupid decision at this point, because they've gone balls to the wall, all one universe. They they should just stick to what they know best. Considering Infinity War comes out real soon, and that is the pinnacle of the universe. What's the next big DC film that's supposed to drop after Infinity War? Oh, it's it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Next Marvel film is Ant-Man comes out before Infinity Wars, doesn't it? Ant-Man comes out in May. They're not pushing it very hard if it comes out in May. No, I'm pretty sure it comes out in May. That's cray cray. That's Can you film. fact check if that for I, us? I have to pee so bad right now. Uh, okay, go. We'll just have to edit right, this. Two minutes. Fact check when uh, when does Ant-Man and the Wasp come out? It comes out in May, I'm pretty sure. Don't say it till I get back out. Damn, now I gotta pee now. He's peeing. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just drank like four cups of water. No, we get those like stadium uh, peeing things. Uh, yeah. like you just like a t- That's like a catheter that you put in that's attached to like a, a cup at your, uh, strapped to your leg. <laughs> so that you can stand in line for a long time. We'll have to call the, uh, uh, when we see those those advertisements pop on TV, like lubricated catheters, <laughs> we just have to <laughs> buy them bulk. This is staying in the podcast. This is a good combo. We're um, just going to have to see if the cameras pick him up or not. Just have it pointed at me well, yeah, during this conversation. Totally, that's 
put see if you can find a picture of the cat of the of like that stadium pisser thing and put it above I've my head. Like yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, sorry guys, I gotta start wearing a damn catheter. <laughs> <laughs> we were li- you you were just over here hearing us. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. So we're back. Ah, July. Yeah. July. Yeah, so I'm fairly certain that uh, Infinity Wars comes out first. I when think that's what Infin- comes out is in Infinity May. Wars May? Uh, Infinity Wars is May. Yeah, okay. You got them mixed up. Okay, I got Deadpool them mixed up. Deadpool 2 is May 18th. Oh, Deadpool 2. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Also, Maybe what comes out in May is, uh, or June actually, is Solo, a Star Wars story. Another sleeper film. Yeah. That Disney's like Disney's kind of being, disowned it. Disney's being really weird about which properties they're pushing right now. I'm very excited for Solo. The amount of fucking money they have, it shouldn't matter. Han Solo is my favorite character. It's going to be very interesting. So, one last thing I want to touch on with the Black Panther, because I want people to know where I stand with mm-hmm. this. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. Because I think it's kind of silly. So, I was reading there was some people criticizing fans of the Black Panther. for Because dre- it's based in Africa, a mm-hmm. fictional African country. And there were some people saying, oh, this is so dumb. More or less, folks were wearing African garb to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Hear me out here. And people were saying, oh, man, all these people wearing African garb to go see the movie. It's so dumb. All right, I want to say this. Calm down, white people. You motherfuckers wore capes to see Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay? That bullshit is magic and fake. Okay? I don't want to hear anything of people saying, oh my god, these people wore African garb to go see a movie based in Africa. Homeboy, you put a scar, fake zigzag scar on your head, wore glasses and a damn cape to see Harry Potter, okay? You want to wear African garb to go see a movie? Power to you because... Wear whatever the hell you powerful. want to go wherever you want. That's, That's what, what I'm America, saying. God damn it. That's what I'm saying. And <laughs> I think... I think African garb is pretty sweet, and it's certainly way cooler than a fucking cape and a wooden wand, you sons of bitches. Yeah. So get that opinion out of here. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ugh. Jeez. Where I stand, wear your African clothing to go see the movie, because that's cool, man. We're comic book fans on this show. If you're a Harry, <laughs> you're a Harry Potter fan, grow up and get out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> I own the box set. I remember when I was in high school. Ah, uh, all right. That's, what do, in all honesty, I love the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah, so do I. I, I. Just don't take it. I've seriously. read them all, and I own all the movies. <laughs> and I also wore a cape and glasses I a, when I was I a child. I had a child. business in high school where I hand-carved people wands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. Hold on, next? Hold on. One, oh, last movie thing, one last movie thing I want to touch on, because I thought of this uh, as uh, we were talking. Um, we watched probably one of the most amazing movies ever made and is the sleeper of all sleeper movies. And it's now on Amazon Prime, and that's a movie called Logan Lucky. Oh my god. That is the if, best movie watch I've this seen movie. in a long time. Watch this movie. I'm not just saying that. That's one of my favorite movies now. It's so damn funny. There's a it's, scene. And it's so consistently entertaining across the board. There is a scene up. This movie really, truly made me respect Adam Driver as an actor. Like, I, I really liked him in The Last Jedi. I thought he was phenomenal. And I also liked him in Silence, another sleeper film by Martin Scorsese. How the hell that didn't get more publicity? He was one of the only redeeming qualities of the uh, HBO series Girls. I never watched it. I watched it, seasons but one through you're three. You're probably right. But Logan Lucky, don't sleep on that film. It is so damn funny, and we need to crowdfund a sequel because that shit was great. There is a scene in there regarding Game of Thrones. We're not going to talk about it, but just just it's, for that alone, watch the movie. It's one of the just most ridiculously funny things you'll ever. If you're a fan of Game of Thrones, it's one of the most ridiculously funny things you'll ever see, just because of how just random and dry it is. It's but one, how perfect it's, it is. It's so funny, and it's not going to age well unless you were a fan. But it sums up how everyone feels. Yeah. And it is so perfect. It's one of those jokes where if you're watching this movie with your kid like 20 years from now, they're not going to get it at all, and you're going to be pissing yourself laughing. And let me tell you, let me leave it at this, right? Daniel Craig, West Virginia Hillbilly. Yeah. That is what he is in that movie. And it's... Dude, it's so funny. It's so I could, good. I could watch it again. Yeah, you were talking about Sebastian Stan. That's what uh, made me yeah, think about it. he's in it, it too. Yeah. 
my 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 operating system's down. My OS is down. Seth MacFarlane plays a Brit. He's, he's the, the worst part, part of the movie. He's the worst actually, part of the movie. Ironically. But it's ridiculous. Hillary Swank pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, she's yeah. got a thick country accent. Yes, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal oh movie. There's we were making sleeper hit. We were cracking jokes about it the whole time, like uh, that actually would have like you could imagine in, in the movie, like, like all right, once the once the job's done, we're gonna meet at the Sunoco uh, uh, to. Uh, gather meet on around. the Sunoco which, at Route One, which not on Route Twenty Four. No, no, is that which Sunoco we mean at the wrong Route One or Twenty Four? Twenty Four, obviously, they got the spicy Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is so fucking funny, and Channing Tatum is phenomenal in that movie. Everybody's Riley Keo is a hot little biscuit in that movie. Also, <laughs> yeah, right? oh my Butter god, butter my biscuit, call me Miss Daisy. Oh. That's an awesome movie. Go check. If you're a fan of our show, you will definitely be a fan of this movie. It is yeah. a sleeper hit. It was amazing. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. And if you've got Amazon Prime, it's free. Yeah. So go on your Amazon Prime account. I know all you motherfuckers have Amazon Prime, because who doesn't these days? Yeah, right. And watch this movie. It is one of my most highly recommended movies of the year. It's my most highly recommended yeah. movie. It's so good. It is so good. We should rewatch it, actually. All right, let's do it after this. Awesome. We'll watch that. We'll play UFC on the old TV. Hell yeah, Hell brother. Hell yeah, brother. Oh. Dilly dilly. All right, next topic. Uh, the next, next topic we're going to be talking about is video games. Video games. Video games. All right, Eric, what you got for this um, one? Not a whole lot. Um, just because uh, I've been reading on my phone a lot because I've just been sitting at my in my cubicle. Um uh, some stuff, uh, Nintendo rumors, things like that, because they're uh, allegedly Nintendo uh, was possibly going to have a Nintendo Direct this month. However, the month is almost over, and still no sign of that ever happening. Yeah, we got a few days left because um, they did a mini Direct this month. I believe hmm. it was this month on the eleventh, and they said that there a, a big Direct was coming. But I mean, they come out of nowhere. Yeah, Nintendo Labo kind of came out of nowhere. They yeah. said there was a big announcement when um, it just happened. I'll, so, but there are a lot, of, but a lot of people are theorizing things that might come out. One of the things is um, they did say that there's a big the, uh, Super Mario announcement coming out. Awesome. A lot of people are theorizing that it's going to be Smash Bros. Maybe, or um, it could be Mario Kart. Well, there's already a Mario Kart out, and there's no Smash Bros. But it's out a port. And Smash Bros. takes, it's usually like, it's, it's a good chunk of time in between Smash Bros. games. It's um, more likely we'll get a port. Yeah. Um, other things that people are theorizing. Um, shit, I completely lost my Let me, I'll here. say this about Nintendo. I like that we don't know things. So, because of uh, how successful the remaster of L.A. Noir was, um, a lot of people are theorizing that Rockstar is really going to start pushing their... Um, third generation games That'd be awesome. so we're gonna start getting some ports of GTA 5 That'd be awesome. uh, Red Dead Redemption that would be oh my goodness if they, if I had Red Dead Redemption on my Switch <sighs> that's the thing that uh, really like crosses the line for me to where I carried that thing with me everywhere I love my Switch it is my favorite console of all time I'm, I admit that. I'm at a point of diminishing returns right now because the only games that I've really liked so far have been Zelda and Mario and I've reached a point where they're no longer fun for me That's Eric and I differ in games that we enjoy so Eric, I have a short attention span, so yes. there are games that really, really capture me that I can just that I can play for a long time and even replay a little bit. However, even those at a certain point, I can, I, I can't play. But anymore. also, Eric, would you agree here? You like the big budget AAA titles. Yeah. You like The Witcher. You like um, games like uh, what's another good example? Kingdom Come Deliverance. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Like you like that kind of big stuff. Yeah. I like that Dragon too. Dragon Age. I like that too, but I also like. I really like Japanese games. I'm slowly getting to JRPGs. I like smaller releases. I like platformers. So it doesn't... The Switch is perfect for me in that I just picked up Dragon Quest Builders. I love that kind of stuff. I like a, a much I don't broader like, spectrum of games. I don't like, like, tinkery, like, yeah. type of games, like, things like that. Like, I, like I need, like, a big structure and story. Like, I just want a big game to lose myself in rather than, like, a small game that I can just kind of mess around with. And see, that's what I tend to go towards now. What with being engaged, I have no time for fun. I like I like to go for smaller games. I can pick up, play for twenty minutes, thirty minutes, put it back down. Not a big deal, you know. That's why I still play Pokemon. But yeah, Switch, man. One thing I love about Nintendo, especially with the Switch now, because I haven't really followed Nintendo since the GameCube up until the Switch, is now with the Switch is they're keeping shit on the DL until it's about to come out, um, which I think is awesome. Another thing people are theorizing is. Uh, some people were saying that they thought that they might be announcing a uh, virtual console. However, um, I heard a better theory, which I actually think is what the 
is that they're going to save Virtual Console for E3 as a trump card to win E3. That's fine with me. Yeah. I think they should save po- I think they should save Pokemon until it's about to come out. I think it would be so So here's cool. some things though. Also a lot of people are saying that it's uh, it might be taking them longer to do like a big uh, RPG style a Pokemon game and they might just do uh, ports from DS first. That's fine with me. I mean, if if I got to wait till 2019 to get a Pokemon game, but it's anything like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think they should I will wait for I it. I think they should exclusively put the Pokemon game on the but the same engine as Zelda. The the big thing is Nintendo wants to I think double its console sales this year. And they the need bigger best, titles. They need Pokemon. Pokemon is one of the main reasons why the DS sells. I mean, Nintendo's, people buy the DS to play Pokemon. Nintendo's got a big. They have one of the largest launch libraries ever, but they've only got like three triple A's. Yeah, like like that are their own triple A's. Like well, they've got a bunch of ports, but those are games that already existed here's, on previous platforms. Here's the thing platforms. with Nintendo. Here, here's where I disagree with that: is that PlayStation has a ton of triple A's for the American audience. Nintendo has a few AAAs for the average American audience, and a lot of their really big games are Japanese. So you get games like Dragon Quest is a big franchise for them. Monster Hunter um, used to be exclusively DS. It was PS2, then DS. So, like, Pokemon, another one. Like, they've got a ton of games. Pokemon is mainstream America. But, like, a lot of their really, really big games... Are more towards the JRPG, like the Japanese. Fire Emblem Warriors, like all it's, that type it's of a, shit. It's not mainstream kind of games. They, not, need to, they need to cut that shit out. It's not Assassin's Creed, Battlefield, like Call of Duty. I like those games, but well, it's not to the same scale. Here's, but I, I am just at the point where the Switch is as powerful as the PS3 and Xbox 360. And there's so many great AAA games from that generation. Yep. Port those fucking games over. And you know they're going to. Because I'm at the point where, like, I was stoked when they ported Skyrim because I was like, yeah, Skyrim on the go. But then I thought, like, but I'm not paying $60 the games, for Skyrim a fourth of time. Of all the games Rockstar could have ported over for their, for, like, experimental port, LA Noir. why L.A. Noir and not something like we GTA had this conversation or Red before, Dead? And you we said have. L.A. Noir was their most their highest grossing title. No, 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 no. It wasn't. I don't believe it was their highest grossing title. Mm-hmm. I think GTA Five was their I highest know. grossing title. They but did. it was. But it was a a very successful title when it came but out. But my issue with La Noire is how many of your friends are talking about La Noire compared to how many of your friends are talking about GTA Five or GTA Four. Bully think, is even more popular. I think than what LA happened Noir. was they were already working on a remaster for La Noire, so they just thought they it would be easier to allocate resources. And I want to get La Noire because I never played it, so yeah. I want to play the port. It's a fun game. The thing with me is like there's a ton of games on the Switch I want right now. If they, I want I'm telling LA you Noir, though, I want Skyrim. Port, I want a bunch of these games. You port over Red Dead Redemption. I will. I will do nasty, terrible things to Dude, Nintendo. If they do, I will a, do nasty, terrible things for you. If they do Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year Edition. So it includes all the DLC and with the their Undead shit. Nightmare and all oh that stuff. God. Holy shit, dude. That, like, I will play the fuck out of that game. I'll re... Because I haven't played it in so game. long. Neither have I. I forgot everything about it. I'll replay everything in that You can game. get a version of it for your Xbox 360. I have Or for, for your Xbox One. Yeah, but I haven't played it in so long. I If it comes out on the Switch, you best believe I'm buying that day one. Especially if it comes in at a $40 price point, which I think... I would like to see ports start coming in at forty dollars price point. Yeah, because you don't need to do any more R and D or develop like de- game development. Maybe you're literally just porting over the data you maybe, already have. But maybe like a Wii U port, I could see being sixty because not a lot of people played Wii U. But when you're bringing up shit from the three sixty and the PS three era, and you charge sixty dollars, that's why I don't buy it. Like Skyrim at this point should not cost sixty dollars. No, I'm sorry. GTA five is the only exception in my opinion because of the ongoing success of the game. It is, it is still being bought at like $60 brand new on the PS4. It's still huge. So that one makes a little bit more sense to me. But Skyrim... They could port over GTA Five if it's the PS3 version. They should. And it'd be great. It would be. Shit, I'd play it on They could game. put Skyrim on the Switch. There's a whole lot of games they could put on the Switch. But if I have to pick Dragon between, Age Origins... If a game comes out on the PS4 and the Switch, I'm buying it on the Switch. Yeah. Because I am more likely to play my Switch. I can take it wherever I want. Do whatever I want. I love the Switch, dude. And I love, I love those download-only games like Stardew Valley and Ukulele and stuff like that. I love that shit, man. It's just so easy, 20, 30 minutes here or there. I love it, man. It's a console. It's great for people Oh, with, uh, t- with way too much shit going on. A lot of people are talking about them porting over um, uh, Fallout 4, Bethesda porting over Fallout 4 sweet. for the Switch. That'd be really cool. Because it runs on the same engine that Skyrim 
uh, ran on. So Dude. they just have to dumb the graphics down a little bit. Dude, Fallout New Vegas on there would be sweet. If they did like a Fallout Anthology edition, that would be cool on there. If they did um, if they did um, an Elder Scrolls anthology, mm-hmm. so like you got Morrowind and Oblivion, and maybe some of the old ones like um, like they could uh, do Fallout Three. Fallout Three was great, but that old oh man, those games would be so cool on there, dude. We still good on that camera? So, uh, what's a sec? We got so, two other cameras. No, we've baby. got a camera going that cuts off like every twenty minutes. Yeah, we're working on it, folks. But anyway, I think we've talked about video games yeah, enough. Yeah. We just yeah yeah. Let's talk about homework. Let's move on to homework. Let's clear this out. So I'm very disappointed in myself this week because it's a show I legitimately wanted to watch and I just I totally forgot about it. My excuse: I was in Dallas all week. I just got back mm-hmm. at like one in the morning last night. So that's my excuse, but... What was your The homework? Alienist? Mm, that's right. And I'm gonna watch it. Like, I really want to see that I wanted show. you to watch The Alienist. Oh, that's right up my alley. Was mine Alienist also? Was mine, mine was something else. Did we give you homework? Yeah, you did. Mine was the thing with uh, the, the... Altered Carbon? Oh, you yeah, were supposed to watch Altered Carbon. Carbon. That's what it was. I, I couldn't figure out. I couldn't remember. All right. Well, anyways... We're gonna start writing it down. Gibson got an F, so you gotta put a big fat dunce hat on him. Okay. Yeah, I got an A. Him. I was supposed to play five rounds of UFC 2. I did. I lost all five. But we had a lot of fun. We did have a lot of fun. And then he kicked my ass in Rocky, per usual. So yeah. nothing's changed. Um, which is why we're going to play this new rando UFC game that neither of us has played. We'll see what happens. Sudden impact, baby. Should play just like Rocky. Striking only, because I know the minute either of us goes to the ground, none of the buttons will work. I have no desire to go to My <laughs> PS2 doesn't even work that well, so we'll see if we can even get it up and running properly. My stock uh, PS2 from when I was a kid does not work at all. Anywho, put a big gold star above my head, because I'm a winner. Gold yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, let's, Eric or Patrick, you got an F2, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Let's move on to homework. uh, Assignments. Assignments. Uh, You go first, good sir. So, Patrick, for you, I'm going to assign a show that Eric and I started watching. It's a new series on Netflix. You're going to love it. It's all about the 90s. It's called, it's the 90s. Oh, the 90s. That was about to say. What is on your mind? I don't know. It's called Everything Sucks. And I want you to watch three episodes. It won't make any sense to you because. You're not really a 90s kid. Hey, no. You no, were born in 99. No. I lived in the 90s. Hey. No, 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 no. You're not a 90s child if you're born it's in It's called Everything Sucks. I want you to watch three episodes, and I want you to write a write a five-paragraph essay on why it sucks. <laughs> That's your homework assignment. Uh, all right. What is uh? What are you signing to me, good sir? You know, I haven't watched movies without you in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a little bit of a tough time with this one, assigning you something. So I'm not quite sure exactly what I want to assign you. So you come back to me on this. I'm trying to think. All right. Well, in the meantime, I will give you my assignment. It's one that I did myself, so I'm not asking you to do anything. I have never once asked you to do anything I haven't already done myself. Okay. Um, so bear that in mind for when you, for your future assignments to me. Um Actually, I don't think you have either. No. Anywho, I, actually, actually, the, actually, honestly, um, I I did once, and it was a uh, uh, tusk. Yeah, you son of a bitch. And I watched that too, and I can't get that time back. No. Anywho, um, so over this past weekend, I watched this movie, um, because the Winter Olympics are going on, and it made me think of this. Uh, it's a wonderful film. I've always enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it this time. And that is uh, the Disney hit classic sports film Cool Runnings. I knew this was coming. And it's on Netflix. Kiss so... me lucky Eggman. Keep it tiry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch that. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Feel the rush. It's bobsled time. <laughs> <laughs> That's back when Disney movies were great. That movie was great. That was oh. one of their first like big sports movies. That is a phenomenal movie. You know movie. what? One thing that Disney... I'm not a big fan of every movie that Disney puts out. I love Pixar movies. Uh, some of their original animated films that aren't involved with Pixar are hit or miss. I wasn't a big fan of Moana. Um, no. Well, I'm not a big fan of musicals. Uh, yeah. I love Frozen, though. Among a lot. I did like and Frozen. I, and I loved Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. That's a great movie. And yes. Big Hero 6. Yes. Yeah. Big Hero 6 is one of my all-time pretty favorite much, Pixar movies. And then movies. pretty much every Pixar movie. I like. I didn't get. I haven't seen Coco. And well, I never know. saw The Good Dinosaur, either. You know Big Hero 6 is a Marvel movie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That. It's um, a great movie. Anywho, off tangent. Um, but one thing that uh, Disney consistently knocks out of the park is their sports films, the, their true story sports films. Yes. My favorite Disney movie of all time is a movie called McFarlane USA, which is about a oh, uh, yeah. it's about a poor community's 
uh, cross country team, and that is one of the most like heart wrenching, just great. I need to sports see that. Movie. We should watch it right after this. So let's segue in. Okay, yes. We Anywho, will. you're watching Cool Running. I will I fucking, watch Cool Runnings. But we'll, after this, we're watching McFarlane. That's oh, that is a powerful film. Here's my watch assignment. It. Watch it. Here's my assignment to you. Been on a VHS kick, so you got to hang out with me to do this. No worries, man. We ha- we we'll always hang out. You've got to. What watch, are we doing right now? <laughs> you've got to watch TMNT one with me. I will absolutely one hundred percent. We'll do that tomorrow because that is the best one. We need to tomorrow purchase you a VHS player that works. Yes. So that homework assignment will be watch TMNT or one, one that with me. hopefully works because that movie's awesome. Miss. It is awesome and it's the best of the live action it's TMNT. The only movies. good movie, good, good the live only, action it's, TMNT. Movie. It's back. So that one was gritty and dark and not made for kids. And then after that, they started making them for kids so they could like sell toys and shit because it went it went stupid. But the first I one's mean, good. it was made for kids, but it, adults of. could enjoy it. It's like it's like uh like Deadpool, but no. not quite as bad. You know, you know what I'd say it's like, um, it's like Thor Ragnarok. Okay, yeah, that's fair. So we'll watch that on VHS. That's your homework assignment. And those are our homework assignments. Uh, feel free to do homework along with us. Eric, do you want to sign Patrick something? Because only I've assigned him twice. Yeah, give him two. Why not? Yeah, he's a kid. You what watch, I, you know, you watch Cool Runnings with us. Uh, yeah, if it comes around to us, we'll, rod, we'll watch Cool Runnings, man. Oh, I fucked that up hard. You're not going to live at that house. That's Buckingham Palace. The Queen of England lives there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got to watch that. Okay, what is next on the list? Uh, that's it. That's it. That's All it. right, we're gonna call quits for the evening, folks. Uh, again, if you want to do homework with us, follow along. Message us on our social media platforms: um, Instagram, Twitter. All that. Patrick, put it above us because I don't yep. feel like repeating it. Yes, put it above us. And put it in the description. Make sure to like, please. like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. And share. And watch frequently. And who knows? Maybe the first person to comment is going to get a prize. We've, I have We've been so many prizes. for a, over a year now that if you just send us a comment saying that you like Maybe us... Shit. On social media or anything, that you will get free shit. We 100% mean that. We're not bullshitting. And literally nobody's done it. So if you're thinking, oh, somebody else already did that by now, I'm not going to get that prize. Nobody you're has. You're 100% wrong. So you will it. get something great. You'll get an Xbox 360, or an original Xbox, or a PS2, or a Nintendo DS, or a Game Boy Advance. You're going to get something awesome. Okay? Just do it. Just comment. On something. In the great words of Shia LaBeouf, just do it. Just do it! Alright. Put it just put a picture of him screaming above us. Well, Eric yeah. and Patrick, but specifically Eric. It has been dope being dope. It has been dope being dope. We will see you on the flip side, folks. Have a good Stay night. Stay frosty.